It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Windows 11 and Intel. With Windows 11 and Intel, you can stream and play more of what you love. Watch movies and shows with less lagging and game with gorgeous graphics. Get more from your entertainment with Windows 11 PCs and Intel Evo. Learn more at windows.com slash brings you closer. Content and games sold separately. Details at intel.com slash evo. Results may vary. Today on Locked On A's, it is part two of my talk with the guys from Locked On Rays. Today, we are talking about why the A's are choosing to rebuild now when they have all of this talent. And then also we're going over the EIR and just comparing the A stadium situation with the Rays. And I'm trying to give them a little bit of hope with their upcoming ballpark talks. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. Let's get into it. You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Question related to an expected fire sale mm-hmm. with the athletics. So they won 86 games last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went 36 and 24 in the 2020 season. So why the rebuild now? Why are they, why are they doing it now? Guys are getting too expensive. It's mostly mm-hmm. it. Their our owner, like your owner does not like to spend the money. Uh, Matt Olson is going to make $12 million next year or projected to make $12 million. Mania is at like 10. Um, all these guys that were making the league minimum are now going to cost a little bit of money. Um, and when you say that's a, basically any franchise besides yours, they're like $10 million. Yeah. Why can't you just pay them $10 million? That's ridiculous. Right. I'm like, no, no. You know how many people we pay like double digit million dollars? Not that many, like maybe one or two a season. That's it. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a good time um yeah honestly that's right now that's that's kevin kiermaier territory he's the highest paid <laughs> player right now at 12 million dollars and we're like well we gotta get rid of that contract i mean <laughs> how are we gonna pay wander francos if we don't if we don't trade kevin kiermaier and think like matt olsen he's also do. very good looking yes yes well, and think of all the money or all the good things you could do with that extra $12 million My with the, the front we- offices that these two franchises have. Oh, man. You know how many relievers that can get you? So Ooh. many. <laughs> I, I have faith. I'm holding out hope that that saved money is being used towards a new stadium. Mm. Not two new stadiums, but one new stadium. That <laughs> would be the nice. one. We only need the one. Just like it, you guys. I, I, it, I, I, in I, Montreal? I I read that there was a very big, big uh, environmental impact report. And there was. IAR that was just released mm-hmm. on the ballpark at Howard Terminal. Uh, that means city council can vote on it early mm-hmm. next year, January or February. But is this the biggest step forward as an ace fan in getting this stadium built? Or is there still a mood and gloom you know, surrounding it because of the Vegas... Uh, news that came out uh, uh, about a month ago. Can you can you give us the lowdown on where an Ace fan is on the stadium issue for for, for race fans? 
Yes. Um, there is lots of fun. Uh, it depends on who you talk to. If there's doom and gloom or if everything's moving and looks good. Um, for me, everything looks nice. There's, there's noise. There's lots of noise. But, uh, and some of the local media loves to be like, oh, why would they build here in Oakland? That's stupid. Uh, they, they never write nice things about the Ace. But um, for, basically, everything's moving nice. Uh, they, they're getting the votes, the positive votes that they need. Uh, this just got released. We're hopefully going to get some more positive votes from the city council and Howard Terminal itself and the A's and all that stuff. And then there's hopefully going to be a binding vote at some point in 2022, which is we're going to build this damn thing. So that's that's what we're hoping for in 2022. That's hopefully the end game for next year. And uh, we'll see what happens with that. But with the Vegas news, basically, whenever there's good news with the Howard Terminal Project and the city of Oakland, and they, they want to, you know, pray something, something gets leaked to the Las Vegas reporter. And they're like, oh, hey, yeah, look, we put in this bid in Vegas. Uh, it's always like same day, next day, that weekend. It's it's a little too convenient to keep happening. And it definitely happened again this time. They were like, hey, the EIR is coming out. What is it like? I think it was the next day. And I said it on the podcast that night. So that the morning that it came up, I was like, be on the lookout for some Vegas news. There's going to be something. And then like three hours later, something happened. I, I forget what the news was because it didn't matter. It does not matter. As long as they keep moving forward. And it seemed like the A's president, uh, not of baseball operations, but the president of the team, uh, Dave Cavill, who is a villain, um, he seemed to change his tone a little bit regarding the Howard Terminal project a little bit when the EIR came out. He's like, hey, this is a great step. This is a huge step forward for us and the city of Oakland. And uh, hopefully we can get that vote soon. And he always says, hopefully we can get that vote soon because, hey, they want to start building. Uh, so I, I think that everything's moving as it should. There has been a lot of progress made, especially in the last six months. I'm optimistic and I've been optimistic the whole time. Uh, that said, and I'm sure that you guys can relate and tell there are shovels in the ground. I do not believe it. So yes. I'm waiting for that. They can have the, the binding vote and I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. I don't see any shovels. So I'm waiting for that. So I, I believe that we are three years apart in, in our alternate realities, right? The, the, mm -hmm. the TROP and has the lease ending in after the 2027 season. You guys have it in 2024. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That is correct. Okay. So it's the end of 2021 and there aren't shovels, you know, being moved up or down the earth. Better get those shovels ready. So, yeah. so when would be a, 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 a worst case scenario come 2022 where you're like, okay, we're not we're not getting this is it is it summer is it is it winter fall i mean how because it take it's going to take a long time to to get that built so when when would you look at the calendar and say okay something's not right well i i believe the chronicle the uh, san francisco chronicle said that it would take about two years for the ballpark and the surrounding stuff not the entire project but the stuff that they needed to open the ballpark to mm -hmm. be ready it would be about two years Okay. So we're looking at around that time frame, and you have to think that if they're building in Oakland, they can get a year-to-year -year lease to, and get them 
the, the time that they need. I don't know that the ballpark would be ready for the 2025 season. Maybe it would if everything just moves fantastically and there are no interruptions. Uh, but you're probably looking 2026 is my guess. So they're going to need at least a one-year re-up is my assumption. Um, but th those are bridges that I will cross at another day. Right now, I'm just kind of happy about the EIR and all that stuff. Of course. <laughs> uh, tied into this, so what is your confidence level that the A's will remain in Oakland. If you had to divvy up percentages of the likelihood of the A's staying in Oakland versus relocating to Vegas, how would you, is it 50-50? Is it 60-40? Is it 40-60? How would you, what would you put that marker on as of today? Ooh, I'm such a tease. I'm going to be answering that question in just a minute. But first, this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. And there are so many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. Well, you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. And because it is the season of peace and love, do not bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties because people are so passionate about their favorite flavor that you're probably going to end up in a fist fight. You're going to end up in fisticuffs over your favorite Built Bars. And if you, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go to BuiltBar.com right or Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. And then you can bring some of that fiery passion to your next family get-together. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. This episode is brought to you by Discover. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like cashback match, for instance. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. I'm going to be optimistic. My number is going to be high, okay. but I will give you some of the reasoning. One, they, they are fairly far along in the process, whereas in Vegas, they are still looking for the land that they want to actually, they haven't actually purchased land one of the leaked stories said that they put in a, uh, an offer on some land in Vegas. And, I'm, and that day on the podcast, this is, I think, the, the stuff that you were talking about from a month ago. And I was like, yes, but was it a good offer? Did they offer them, like, the actual value of the land? Or was it like, here's $3. We made an offer. Look at us. We're not telling a lie, but we can make the news now. Uh, so... They're very, very far back on the Vegas project, I think. And I... You got to think that from an A's ownership perspective, at least for me, to have a transplant team brought into Vegas doesn't make a lot of sense. I think that for a baseball franchise to thrive in Vegas, it has to be an expansion team because there's a lot of transplants that move to Vegas and they already have their affiliations from their hometowns. Why would they you know, stop rooting for the Phillies or the Yankees or the Mets or the Rays? And move over to the A's just because they play there. They already have those affiliations. They'll they'll go to those games when that when their team comes, but they're not going to feel any deep rooted you know fandom for the A's. I don't think it, it, it takes a be, long time 
Jason, yeah. it takes yeah. uh, almost 23 years, and you still have Yankee fans that have never stepped in New mm-hmm. York and have always lived in Tampa, and they say, let's go Yankees. It is wild. So I, I don't see it happening. Uh, I mean, it doesn't make business sense to me. And if you're going to try and sell out 81 home games, that is wild. You have to have your own fans. You can't be relying on out-of-towners or waiting for the Phillies or the Yankees to show up. I don't know why I keep choosing the Phillies. I feel like they travel well. I don't know. <laughs> but you, you got to have your own fans that can help you fill up that ballpark, especially if it's not you know in the best location. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense. Whereas in Oakland, you have that established fan base and the people that you've been alienating for years will hopefully come back to go see this brand new ballpark also on the water, just like the one across the bay. And it, it'd be the new ballpark. Maybe you get some of those Fairweather fans that became Giants fans because they're like, hey, this place is just better to be at. Maybe the A's can beat them in the experience game, which is kind of what you're going for at this point. And uh, the A's have better colors. That's all I'm saying. So um, <laughs> I, I think that I'd go 80-20 is where I'm leaning right now. I, I'm leaning very heavy. I think it gets done. I'm leaving some wiggle room. Oh, I love this, Kevin. I love this optimism. It gives it gives me optimism yeah. as a Rays fan to know that yeah. two years before the lease ends, you can still have this 80-20. I love yeah. it. There we go. Sinking the optimism a little bit. Uh, Jason, which stadium do you consider to be a bigger dump? Tropicana Ooh. Field or I don't think it's called Oakland Coliseum anymore. What is it? Uh, Ring Central Coliseum. Coliseum. Where do the athletics play? Whatever. Oh. Yeah, no, just the Coliseum. It changes year to year. It does not matter. Nobody calls it that. It's just the Coliseum. Wow. (laughs) Well, at least we we can take solace with Tropicana Field. It's always it's Tropicana Field. That's that's not changing. So uh, it it was never Enron either. So you got that going for you. (laughs) Man, oh man, how about that? So yeah, which is uh, which is the bigger dump in your opinion, or or do you like both of them? I mean, that's a possibility possibility. too. But we get a lot of uh, yeah. Both are Honestly, I, I have never been to the trop, so I okay. would feel uh, disingenuous in judging the trop based off of all of the rankings lists that you see. Um, but if it's anything like the Coliseum, which it might not be, I don't know. You guys can tell me. Uh, but I grew up going to the Coliseum. I love the Coliseum. Um, is it crappy? Yes. Is it a little bit crowded sometimes? Yeah. I like it when there's nobody there. It's fantastic. It makes me love going to baseball games when you can walk freely and yes. uh, go, go, go get a hot dog whenever you want to. They're like, yes. yeah, the attendance numbers. I'm like, screw that. No, I want to go get a hot dog whenever yeah. I want to. And I yes. will say, just quick shout out to Dodger Stadium, which is not part of the question. But uh, we, we sat on the first level and you could get a beer in between innings and be back at your seat for the next pitch. It was amazing how just efficient they were there because they wow. had beer stands like every five feet. It was amazing. Um, so hopefully that is something that they do for the new A's ballpark. Um, but yeah, I, I like the Coliseum. So, um, do you guys like the trop? Cause it's fine. If you do, I know that, you know, the Coliseum has flaws, but I'm okay with that. I'm there to watch a baseball game. I don't need the glitz and the glam. It's fun, but I don't need it. I just want to watch the baseball game. You, you know what? It, it, it's kind of, we both dig it. And, and, and I think it's, it's very difficult and disingenuous for somebody to, say that it's a it's a dump if they've never lived in florida mm-hmm. because you you can't just submit yourself to four hours of being in a ballpark without ac 
I mean, you, you'd have children die. Like, that's, that's yeah. not how you grow the game is by having eight-year-olds, you know, struggle with, with, with humidity. So yeah. you need the AC, so you need something close. Are the catwalks an eyesore? Sure. But you know what? When Nelson Kruitz hits a banger uh, on, on the D-ring against the Red Sox, against Red Sox fans around you, that makes for a, a good time. Yeah, right, Kevin? I mean, we, we like the drop. I agree, and in some ways it creates a really big home field advantage for yeah. the race oh. because other Hate playing in Tampa. Are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. I care for the location or the parking situation, but I do love that air conditioning in August. And I agree with you, Jason. Look, I I enjoy going to Rays Orioles games where there's five thousand <laughs> in the stands because I can just roll in, roll out, move freely, yeah. sit where I want, not have to deal yeah. with people. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's beautiful. It's a great experience. Coming up on the show, we are talking about the lockout and how it impacts both the A's and the Rays. But first, Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowls and pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action that you need this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. That is promo code locked on, one word, all caps, locked on. And they have you covered from basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. There's also probably some futures for baseball if you want to look at those right now. So do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the rest of the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available because bet online is where the game starts. This episode is brought to you by AT&T Fiber. At home, we do everything on our devices, and we tell them basically everything, from our personal medical info to our bank passwords. That's why AT&T Fiber makes the protection of your personal data easier by including AT&T Internet Security with Active Armor. Active Armor helps stop threats before they get to you with 24-7 proactive security. That's advanced protection on every connected device, even over Wi-Fi. That means built-in internet security to help protect your personal data on smart devices throughout your home, not just smartphones and laptops. All of this is available with AT&T Fiber at no extra charge. It's time to get AT&T Fiber with Active Armor included. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash getfiber to see if you qualify. AT&T Fiber subscribers only. Guards against known threats only. Compatible gateway and smart home manager app required. Security features must be enabled. Protects devices connected via Wi-Fi or Ethernet. Other restrictions apply. See details at att.com slash activearmor. Uh, okay. <laughs> should, we, uh, should we move on to some lockout talk? Ooh. It's our sure. favorite, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the lockout, the CBA. Um, Jason, give me a, or give us a guesstimate on when you think a new deal will be agreed upon. Will it be mid-January? Will it be mid-February? Will it be the 1st of March? What, what's kind of your timeline for when this thing will be resolved? I did a crossover episode with uh, the host of Locked on Rangers, Reds, and Pirates, and I guess that it would be January 7th. I don't know why. I'm feeling much less optimistic about that date right now. That was like before the lockout started um, or the day that it started. Either way, um, I just don't see it happening 
before spring training, unless it's like a couple of days before spring training. So I'm going to go middle of February. Let's say Valentine's Day. Let's say Valentine's Day. That's that's when the lockout gets lifted because, uh, as you know, baseball is terrible at PR. They do not know how to time things when people are actually going to be paying attention. So Valentine's Day it is. Okay. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's got the same vibe as we, we talked to Aram mm-hmm. uh, Layton uh, yesterday. Um, and he was mentioned the same thing, man. He's like, uh, as, as close to them losing a game, that's when they'll, they'll sign the papers. Yeah. 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 Cause there's still probably. so much work that has to be done too. With like all of the free agents and there's not a huge amount, but there's, there's some big names out there and yeah. they haven't been talking to these, these guys, the A's, you know, in their, in their fire sale can be conversing with other GMs and getting those lined up, but they still have to wait for those and then get everybody on board and figure out what other holes they need uh, to, you know, fill in all that stuff. So there, there's going to need to be a few weeks before spring training, you would think, but maybe they just shorten spring training and say, screw it. I don't know. And when you talk about what we could see next year with the CBA and, and, and the, and the new things that that could come about. What's your number one takeaway? Your your one grievance that needs to be fixed in this CBA. Uh, they're not easy choices. I'm going to give you, but okay. I do want you to to just draw the line in the sand here. Uh, number right. one, minimum wage to be raised. Mm-hmm. Number two, reduce team control years. Number three, universal DH. Or number four, pace of game. Which one of those four? Do you have to just address if you are the guy that can address these things? I mean, I, I want the players to get paid more, honestly. Uh, that That's what I would like. I'll, I'll go with that. I, I'm very pro player. Um, I don't really care what happens if, with the DH. I'm like, yeah, if they bring it in, cool. I, it doesn't affect you know our teams really right. that much. Um, and it's going to happen probably anyway. So uh, I didn't want to want to waste my pick on that um, pace of play. I don't care. I'm watching the baseball game no matter what. So it right. <laughs> doesn't matter to me. So it was really between one and two. And uh, I, I chose go players. Uh, but I do have a question uh, very similar to that for you guys. And that is uh, th- these are two things that could very much not jeopardize, but affect the way that our teams operate. One of those is the the talk about a potential salary floor where that could be nice for our teams where you got to spend a hundred million dollars a year or something like that. And then the other one is team control, which you also mentioned. Um, is there one of those that you would like to see more than the other? I assume salary floor, but um, yeah. Well, like what, is there something that you're scared of with operations as it pertains to the, to the Tampa Bay Rays? Oh, I want to hear your answer on this, Kev. Honestly, I'm not really concerned about either because I think the Rays would still find a way to adjust and evolve and make it work one way or the other. If it's uh, less team control, mm-hmm. then they would just trade players earlier. <laughs> if it's salary floor, then maybe the Rays will have a new owner. Maybe Stu Sternberg's like, nope, not doing this. I'm selling the team. So I look at it from an optimistic viewpoint. Right. Uh, I don't think the salary floor is going to happen. I think the no. team control thing, if – it does get reduced. I think at the end of the day, it would really only be one year. So instead of yeah. six years of control, five years of control. And 
the the raise player uh, the raise get rid of players you know before that a lot of times anyway so yeah, yeah that's interesting uh, you know I feel like the salary floor uh, I would love to see it as a fan uh, mm-hmm. just to know that your team has to at least spend blank I mean we we come from a, an organization that spent around thirty million dollars and got to the playoffs in twenty eleven. It was a miraculous game 162, and Longa had to play a uh, hero, uh, you know, like a, like a baseball movie. But, you know, it was done. But you don't want that to be the case. You don't want your owner to just be spending $30 million because then maybe you shouldn't be owning a baseball team if you can't spend the, the right amount of money. Now, so that I, w- I would love it. And, and like Kevin said, I really wouldn't be uh, too scared of any – you know, big new nuances uh, because I, mm-hmm. I do think that they they really like to, you know, have smart guys in that front office. I, I, I don't smell – it doesn't smell like nepotism. Or it doesn't smell like there's, you know – I think that people that are in the race front office, they are all mm-hmm. really, um, you know, adept and skilled at their job. So I mm-hmm. think they just look for, for really smart people. So I, I wouldn't um, – I, I wouldn't, you know, hesitate like, oh, man, are they going to be OK if they if they do this? But if I play your game, Jason, which I am going to, um, <laughs> I think the Durham shuffle, which is what we call the 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 Lewis head move, which is moving a guy with options 12, 13 times between AAA and mm-hmm. the major league roster. I feel like that is a loophole. And it, good for the race to be taking care of it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Uh, it needs to be fixed. It needs to be fixed. That's not fair to Lewis Heads and and yeah. other guys that are going to go through that. So that one would make yeah. me kind of like, okay, maybe the depth is not going to be playing a big part of the race success, which is a big part of the race success is their <laughs> yeah. depth. So you would be kind of you know cutting undercutting them, but. Um, you kind of have to block that that loophole, Kevin, right? I would think so. And it really, not only from the fact and the standpoint of it being tough on a player physically, mentally, and emotionally and, and transitioning from both levels, but the guy gets paid significantly less going to the minor league. So not only are you having to ship him out of town all the time, but it's like, now I got to take a pay cut too. Uh-huh. That's another challenge. So uh, I think that's absolutely a something that has to be addressed going forward so well, uh jason like, does he live in the same place when he goes back to triple a all the time or does he not like give up that lease each time does he have to look for a new place every time how does that work for that yeah. I, I actually don't know do you guys have any insight or is it just kind of like eh? you know what i i don't i, I i'm guessing Actually, I don't know. I'm sure that the team contracts with some sort of apartment complex and they they have a deal worked out. Something tells me that they don't just leave Lewis head on the street and like, oh, yeah, find your own considerations. I think that maybe he and his significant other found a place or, you know, that was probably the situation there. And and in the the case of Lewis head, you know, he he is an older guy, so maybe he already had a place. But, you know, for some of the younger ones that are rooming with somebody, you know, that might get a little bit more... More, yeah. more difficult. For the sure. lower levels, I feel like that definitely could be more of a challenge as opposed to yeah. AAA, where yeah. I'm sure there's more of an establishment.